Yo, yo, welcome back to Chaos Movies. Got a new one for you. It's not new, been around for a little while. This would be, it's not, I don't even know if it's a touchy, touchy movie or subject to talk about anymore because, you know, COVID's well and truly in effect and it's doing its thing. And this movie was at the forefront for everyone thinking whatever they were thinking about when COVID came along and when I, first heard about COVID, I thought about this movie and and how many times I've watched it just because, funny enough, it just had a really good score. It's a really nervous type score. All right. I'm sure you probably guessed. I'm talking about Contagion. Contagion was released in 2011. Uh, It runs for one hour and 46 minutes. It's not a super long movie. It was directed by um, Snoderberg. um, Sorry, Steven Soderberg. He... You know he's been around. He does. He does some like traffic. I think he he directed Traffic, and that was with Catherine Catherine Zeta Jones, and um, that was kind of those jump forward, jump backwards type movies where here here's the story, and then let's go back in the past. Let's go here, there, you know, sort of that uh, behind the candelabra, which I think was a uh, a movie based on Liberace and um, uh, Aaron Brockovich, you know, couple of couple of movies. You know, nothing cool. The, the one cool thing is that, as I mentioned, the score in this movie, um, the the soundtrack or the the producer for this, um, uh, sorry, producer composer, as we'd say, he uh, is only works with Soderbergh or he likes to work with Soderbergh and he did things like Only God Forgives with uh, Ryan Gosling, Neon Demon with um, Keanu Reeves, I think's in it, uh, Ella Fanning and uh, one other person, I can't remember, but you know, whatever, that was a weird movie with a weird soundtrack. Also, he, he did the composing for Drive, which was also Ryan Gosling and if you think of those two movies, they're very quiet um not a um, quiet ominous type movies especially only for god forgives there's hardly any hardly any dialect in it like no vote it's very there's, there's nothing and in drive ryan gosling's character doesn't even talk half the time but it's all about the movie the music it's all about the the hype the tense dramatic scenes and you you get that in Contagion, there's so much in this movie that now it changes. This movie, so trivia states, this movie went from um, 270th on the um, internet movie database list of watched movies to number two. And that uh, was, it was runner up to the Harry Potter movie. So obviously Harry Potter was doing better than Contagion at the time during COVID. So everyone... Um, you know, loved Harry Potter more. The way they handled this movie, I, I read some stuff and apparently scientifically it was factual to a degree. Obviously, there's always Hollywood isn't known for its, um, especially with medical movies like um, Patch Adams or Outbreak and stuff like that. They hide behind the, the, the narrative or the true story nature of the film and just throw shit out there without even checking it kind of like what i would do 
uh, just to create conversation with myself is just throw something out there and probably not do the fine details. But from what I can see, Contagion was the leader um, when it comes to being 80% factual. Now, like I just said, I just said 80% factual. That's not that's not a fact that it's 80%, but I'm just giving you a summary or my opinion of what the of what the review says or about this movie being, you know, factual to a degree. So that's how it all gets it gets how it all gets sort of swapped up a little bit. So um so everyone gets on the bandwagon when COVID hits and and COVID is a is a coronavirus and SARS MERS, you know, SARS is a severe acute respiratory syndrome. MERS is a Middle Eastern acute respiratory syndrome. SARS is um uh bat and swine or uh swine is pig, I think it was. And that rever uh re- like um refers to the H1N1 virus, the there's the bird flu and all this kind of stuff. But in this movie it's a new one. They call it MEV one, uh, whatever. It comes. I, if you've seen it, I'm sure everyone that's going to listen to this has probably seen it by now. I want to talk about uh, the virus, whatever. I, there's so much. Like they keep this thing under wraps in this movie, pretty good. And there's a there's one blogger, Jude Law's character, who's trying to expose the possible sinister nature to it and all this kind of stuff like everyone here did with wuhan saying it was going to be like some sort of you know weaponized threat but from what i understand the bat virus i've read that the key to growing the virus was a fetal bat cell line from geelong in Australia, here in our homeland, from a place called the Animal Health Laboratory, which is a high security laboratory for exotical, uh, exotical, exotic animal diseases. It's located here in Australia. We didn't hear shit about that. That's not referring to Corona. That's referring to this movie. So apparently, the strand of bat in this movie, Contagion, was based off what we have here in our high security lab. I don't know about that. This is the problem with the media, processed meat, all the bullshit I'm trying to just get around. They attacked Wuhan, yeah, the meat, wet markets, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it looks bad. It's easy to go that way. Who who started off attacking him? I don't know. Maybe America, whatever. I don't want to get off point with the movie, but we've got a high security lab here in Geelong that I just found out about by reading a couple of articles and whatnot about this movie, whereas we know all about Wuhan and their level four and level five security labs over there or whatever it is and how it might have, it's already released accidentally a virus in the past and this is the second time and look what happened. COVID came out. So things like that. You have to watch this movie and then look into its its um the papers on this movie or surrounding this movie, and then you find out other information. So I, I don't know, it's just all a little bit it's all a little bit strange. This movie likes to likes to cover it up real quick, try and figure out what it is, which I think this is what they would really do in the real world, right? Let's forget about media and, and politics for a moment. When they get themselves a virus or a disease or whatever, they establish ground zero. Then they they establish the R value, which is the reproductive rate um, that it travels in. So I think what they said that COVID up to this point right now is probably about an R value of two to three. The flu is one. Several other ones were more four to six and fives and 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 fours, flatline respectively, but 
that was pre-vaccine. So uh, we, let's not talk about vaccine. So in this movie, that's what they that's what they're getting at, and they don't go to the. It just doesn't get released. Jude Law's the only one who's trying to uncover whatever's going on. Meanwhile, they're doing everything. They send epidemiologists, which are basically an epidemiologist is uh, in their field. They are the ones who, in a nutshell, are responsible for finding ground zero. They are the ones who will figure out what it is, how it is, why it is, and what it's going to do. That is 100%. Chris's way of breaking down an epidemiologist. There's probably some big ass words, but that's in a nutshell. That's what they're there to do. And that character that plays that is Marion Coulthard. She is six months pregnant by the end of the film. Basically, everyone in this film, which is another weird thing, most of the actors in the high profile actors in this movie basically almost work for free. Gwyneth Paltrow, even though she dies at the start of this movie, um, she did her role in two days of filming and Marion or was it Marion or Kate Winslet, one of the Kate Winslet, she did, she did all her scenes in 10 days. So they practically worked for free. I don't know what practically work for free means, but why would actors in a movie like this back in 2011, 10 years ago, almost work for free on a virus movie? It's like, did they feel bad that they're going to take money from a movie that was based on real-life epidemic and possibly even future pandemics? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I love this movie for for, – I think it's a beautiful movie. Look, I watched it way before this became a real thing with COVID. And when I watch a movie like this, it's like adventurous. It gives you that – it gives you that – as I said, the, the composer sets the music and it's ominous and makes you nervous and you know there's some hard-hitting one-liners the the characters are in this movie that i've seen in plenty of other movies before um so you've got matt damon who's the front runner for a bit kate winslet she's the front runner for the cdc the center for disease control jude law the blogger gwyneth paltrow basically the business executive who dies then all the other ones who die along the way, the model, the businessman, the young kid. Then you've got Lawrence Fishburne, who is the head of the CDC, and uh, John Hawkes, who's just a cleaner. They bring him in. He's just a cleaner of the building who happens to cross paths with Lauren Fishburne a bit. Um, yeah, uh, Marion Coulthard. Or Coult- yeah, yeah, no, Coulthard. Uh, she's the epidemiologist. Um, there's, there's all these other... Uh, people that I've seen in other movies that play a key role. Uh, that's it. Jennifer L. I think it is. She is Dr. Ali Haxtell and Dr. Elliot Gould. Uh, sorry, Dr. Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould plays Dr. Ian Sussman. And of course, Enrico Colalonte. Uh, I think he's the guy from Just Shoot Me, the weird guy, um, and Galaxy Quest. Brian Cranston's always in is also in it, but they 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 advertise and this is this is another shitty thing they ab they they do the trailer and they do the 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 advertising the media and the marketing for this movie with him in the in the trailer shows but you only see him for like two minutes and this was possibly because breaking bad was huge at that time so why not use brian cranston to sell the movie 
um, and that's it. So all these guys, they're all playing a pretty key role with factual, scientific, scientific, scientific information and 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 data points to give you what you need to. I mean, it even goes as far as when you watch this movie. If you're eating, it's weird to eat while watching this movie. You feel you feel kind of sick. And you see the people sweating and coughing and you see the body language of everyone else around them when they're coughing and touching things. And it's all relevant now when you watch it later on after COVID, even though if COVID is as bad as what it's meant to be and this movie is got a virus that's killing people within 10 days, I guess we're not there except for the elderly population. That's probably, that's probably a, it's like that version, the elderly people, I suppose, if you watch this movie, that's not cool. I'm sorry. Um, and, you know, I, my heart goes out to everyone that's been affected by COVID in, in work way or death or family or loved ones, whatever. It's just, I still believe this movie is one of the best, except for Outbreak. I loved Outbreak, but it's more military, um, political, uh, government type stuff, secrecy, um, you know, conspiracy theories, whatever. But this movie just sort of paints a grim picture. Um, even as far as Matt Damon, the drama behind it, they paint a picture with Matt Damon. He's this actually, I don't understand this part. Matt Damon is the only guy in this movie that seems to be immune to this virus, yet you never, apart from the start, they only want him in there to 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 make the drama behind his wife, which is Gwyneth Paltrow at the time, who you know, she comes home from a business trip and dies. They already get to lay it out. You can sort of see where it's going. And of course, you find out that she's having an affair early on in the movie. And she was with this guy before they were married and then after. And of course, they both get sick. And Matt Damon's the only one that isn't, he's completely immune to this virus, but you don't see them ever touch him from that point on. Maybe they secretly took samples from him. I, I'm not an expert, clearly, but I thought if there's a dude or a girl who's completely immune to this fucking virus that's killing millions of people every 10 days, that I thought that his blood would make sense to work on, maybe his platelets or his glucose, whatever, I don't know, something. But no, no, he's just in there to create that Hollywood drama. Ooh, the girl who gets sick and comes home and you know, gives you something to connect to or hate or dislike about the movie and just go, bugger her, can't believe she did that. But she's a key point to this movie. Um, and Matt Damon is another key point. He's got a daughter. His son obviously dies and he's got a daughter and shows you the turmoil of what a what a disease can do to a girl who's growing up and, and, and not able to be in contact with people. I felt it when COVID came and we weren't allowed to do anything. And and we're on the Gold Coast here, so um, it wasn't super duper strict when it was. But my kids had to be homeschooled, so they lived with their mum for for a whole week. And I used to go, I go over there for dinner while they were doing it because that's just how we had it set up. And it was lonely; it was kind of hard. And we we're only allowed to go to the beach or to the shop. And you know, now even when you look around and see someone sneeze, depending on your level of attitude towards it, you know, you feel a bit gross, or you're like, oh my god, cover your mouth. Everyone gets judgmental now. It's like a, it's like a, it's not just a virus within the body. It's a virus within the normality of life. So it's sort of like what we think is normal is now being infected by, I guess, the simplest form: judgment. Judgment. Judgment has now become a big thing, and 
for good reason to some people who have lost loved ones and they're obviously not not happy and they're hurting and why is this and then people have lost their jobs they're also not happy and why is this and and that kind of stuff and this movie sort of gives you an out or in a release so when you want to try and make sense of it all and you don't want to listen to the news or whatever i know it's hollywood but you know listen to this this movie just sort of lays it out and you see how they go through it the daughter with the prom and and ben, uh, matt damon and he's you know he's not sick and then Kate Winslet's character, she's in. The, she's literally the detective of it all, and she's there to to work it. And she gets sick, and you know, it's like shows you the other side of it. That to find out where a disease really comes from, there's collateral damage. It's like it's it happens to find the find the way it works, and and then when the government gets hold of it or Homeland Security gets hold of it, in this case, they think it's weaponized, and then they like to release their little one-liners in the movies, especially the part where Lawrence Fishburne's talking with um, um, uh, um, Brian Cranston and the guys and they're trying to figure out whether this was a like an, an attack, like a terrorist attack. Did someone weaponize the bird flu? And then Lawrence Fishburne's character says, we don't need to weaponize the bird flu. The birds are already doing that for us. So it's sort of like a, it's the disconnect. There's no clear, no clear conversations between everyone. Everyone's, taking their own opinions on board and then trying to force them. So Homeland Security thinks it's an attack. Um, the CDC is trying to work on it, but they need the resources and they need the connection to these other laboratories that might have a different uh, perspective on the virus. And they, you know, and of course they, one of the best guys in the business who figures it out, Dr. Sussman, you know, he, he basically goes, yep, yep, yep. This is what it is. This is what we need to do. And then they, they decide to tell him don't work on it anymore. You're cooked. Now, he's like, looks around the place and sees everyone coughing, getting sick, touching glasses, and he's like, shit, we need to do something. So he obviously disagrees and goes against their their suggestion and doesn't cook his samples and starts working on it and ultimately comes up with a, with a you know, vaccine later on in the movie. But it gets political and it gets a bit messy and and everyone's lives are changed for, forever. And... and um, some people profited, big farmer, whatever. Who knows? Jude Law did some shady shit. It's it's just a, it's got a lot of good things to look at. At at first, it's this, and then next minute is that. Just check it out for yourself. I'm sure you have because it went to number two, which means that everyone <laughs> everyone got down on this film. The ending. it's so simple because they already tell you at the start and if you're smart enough to pick up the things i just i like how it unfolds but they're missing one key thing for me and close your ears if you don't want to hear it but the big ass chef maybe i missed it after the eight or nine times i watched this movie the big ass chef who literally handpicked the pig that had a disease that ate the shit of the bat that was running from the big machinery that was knocking down the, the trees or the, the forest nearby or whatever, the, the, the disgusting pig friggin' looking chef at the restaurant in McCall in the casino where it all started has blood all over his hands or pig meat all over his hands. And when he says one of these executives here, she wants to meet you, he just wipes his hands all over his friggin', you know, his chef apron and then goes out and shakes a hand. Now, this whole movie. And this is where I think they 
would have it would have given it away if they had have shown what happened to him. They only show what happens to everyone else. They don't want to give it to you. So it's just too obvious at the end. I'm like, yeah, well, they already said it was a pig and a bat. The wrong pig met the wrong bat. We just didn't need to turn it into some sort of greeny project political agenda. Obviously, like a like if it wasn't for this hungry um building company or whatever you call it, project company that destroyed these trees that happened to have the wrong bat eating food. So if they didn't just if they didn't disturb the the fauna or the flora and fauna in this area, then that bat wouldn't have flown over a nearby pig farm dropping it's all a bit it's all a bit um exaggerated, but I suppose it could happen, right? Um it's almost like they use the bat and the pig story just to cover up possibly a real virus, which apparently this movie's virus was off the back of a prof- not a professor, a doctor, um, uh, Doctor Ian Lupin. That's right. Hang on, look at my notes. Doctor Ian Lupin, who was a professor of epidemiology at the Columbia University's Mailman School of Public Health, he said the virus in this film, he created it. He based it on some traits of the Napa virus from Malaysia in the late 90s, which spread from pigs to farmers. So what I don't know where the source comes from that, but why would someone come out and say that they were the one who um, invented that virus for the movie? And then that's it. And then this movie just goes on to say it was the wrong bat and the wrong pig like and this is how it happens it's like the yeah it's a bit weak in my opinion i don't know i hope you have a different opinion that's what we need is different opinions but not married to the idea i don't care this movie is not covid covid is not this movie my opinion is not absolute it's just my opinion and my perspective i love this movie i think it's great even though people have died from COVID, I still like how this movie was made and how it intense it is and how it tells the story and lays it out and how the political gets into it and how the the journos get into it and how people are really trying to help other people and save the world from this massive thing. Um, but, you know, I want to know what you guys think based off anything I've said and what you watch and go, oh, yeah, right, Chris is talking about this. And, you know, just that's how it works. Let's have a conversation but don't marry yourself to your ideas. If someone else has an idea and it's and it changes yours, well, that's not a bad thing. So I believe this movie is great. Convince me it's not. Shoot me a message and say, no, it's not for this reason. And if it's good enough and it makes it's valid or whatever, then I'll 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 change my ideas. It's not that hard. It's just don't don't go down the rabbit hole and just go, you know, that that's it. This is absolute, you know. Just have a bit of fun with it. Enjoy the movie. Anyway, that's enough. I'm done. As always, thanks for listening. I'll chat to you guys later. Bye-bye.